Welcome to Freedom International live stream and we'd like to give thanks again that you have always been following us, supporting us in many ways, especially sharing what we have been dedicating our time, our lives and also bringing you the best of, our, of the guests who can empower you and really give us all the tools that we need so that we don't go crazy being so scared like most people that when that happened especially on in 2020 and we continue to build our courage and so that's why we continue this conversation as well so for for today's um episode and our guest we are really very thankful and i we were just telling her him that we, if we could have him every week, we'll have him every week. But, you know, we have to share the wealth with other people. And he is a treasure for us, especially in the movement and the truthers of the health professionals. So we welcome Dr. Brian Artis and thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. Thanks for ha having me on and uh, I'm excited to talk about this attack on humanity and how we're being deceived, how all of us have been deceived. Exactly. So for those of you who don't know that Dr. Artis has his show called Doc, the DrArtisShow.com. So you go into that website and and even if you just write his name in, in Google or, you know, in any kind of uh, platform, you'll see that he's got audio, video, interviews, and of course, he's, he has a lot of resources in the DrArtistShow.com. And also, um, he also makes, I believe he continues to make products for True Labs, correct? Uh, actually, no, I don't formulate any more products for them, but uh, there are products at True Labs that I have created about five years ago. And uh, anyway, it's been doing really well. It's actually in stores around the entire country now, but I haven't formulated okay. any of those for a couple of years. So perfect. Still, because he put his energy to create that, and I'm sure he was able to offer his best in formulating that. And he is still the CEO of Artist Labs. Absolutely. Yep. So okay. I'm the CEO of Artist Labs. I'm also the uh, host of the Dr. Artist Show. But yes, that's exactly who I am. Perfect. So I, I we love Dr. Hardis because he's really one of the few doctors who step up and uh, really help us understand many things that's been happening. So for me, he represents courage, wisdom, and integrity. Because without those three, it will is it will be impossible that he will still be here talking with us again. And sometimes. I believe that it, these things that we do can be so tiring. We have beat up the topic on COVID. We have beat up the topic on pandemic and trying to understand really what happened. And it's it's interesting. I bet you also have that conversation with people and suddenly it's like, you know, the, it's the closest to your heart, the closest to your profession seems like not to hear it. And someone recently sent me this, uh, image and it's quite funny and I like funny image that is also true. So this is an image that he said if you're in the middle and it says I meet someone, we talk, I explain the satanic elites are trying to kill us all and then they leave. <laughs> so that's the cycle. <laughs> so do tell us how do you continue to you know sustain your enthusiasm and um motivation that you have to continue this because sometimes in my quiet time i always ask myself do i continue i know some of of, of our com comrades in podcasting had to take a break and they kind of just letting us be and we let them be but thank you for being with us so do tell us how do you want to pursue and what is it really that we want to expect what better future is there a better future better place better conversation so please 
tell us. Yeah, this is great. And uh, you're exactly right. It does get very tiring. It gets very lonely at times. There are times people need a break, obviously. It has been an overwhelming three and a half years, like I mentioned before we started recording or going live. But uh, how do I keep up my enthusiasm and my energy? It is interesting because as I feel like I'm getting beat down or getting tired, it's very interesting that people continue to say, uh, how do you keep it up so much? And how is your perspective and uh, your ability to smile, smirk through all your presentations when things are so heavy and so deceitful? How do you how do you manage to keep yourself so calm and uh, and mentally not destroyed by all of the heaviness of it all? And the truth is, it's probably perspective with family. It's probably my view of why does I got involved in this anyway, which is very different than why other people uh, are getting involved in this movement. Uh, number one, uh, th there's only one reason why I started speaking out. Uh, it was my father-in-law was killed by hospital protocol in February of 2020 in front of me and in front of my wife and my wife's family. I was actually kicked out of the hospital on day six by security when they didn't want to communicate with me anymore. The medical doctors, nursing staff, the ethics committee meeting, all of them, they wanted to kick me out of the hospital. They physically did. And I promised my entire family, my wife's family, that if you let them take me out of here, they will deceive you. They will lie to you. They will put him on what they call palliative care, and they are going to euthanize him in front of you within the next 72 hours. And that is exactly what they did. 72 hours later, my wife called me and said, uh, I asked for permission by the administrator, the administrators of the hospital, if they would let you come back in to be in the room with me while they give my dad, her dad, a morphine drip over a four and a half hour period to watch him die. Uh, that was one of the most terrific things I've ever experienced in my whole life. And I explained to the whole family what they were about to do in front of all of you. They're about to paralyze his diaphragm from being able to breathe. They're going to stop his heart from beating. You paralyze these muscles of the body to breathe with this drug called morphine. They are literally doing what they do to every dog and cat when you take your dog to a veterinarian or a clinic to actually put them under. This is what they do. They sedate them to death right in front of you. This is what they're doing to your loved ones. This was a horrific moment for me and probably uh, would have been diagnosed with a post-traumatic stress disorder moment, but I was up against the wall shaking uh, in, in the room. It wasn't until three months later when I read the hospital protocol, and the only reason why I did this, and so to this is actually educating people on how it is I've stayed so mentally focused and not letting any naysayers, rumors, bad press, uh, dissuade me from continuing to educate people and warn them. This is the why. There is nothing that's going to stop me for the next rest of my life telling everybody how the pharmaceutical industry and medical complexes murder people worldwide and create diseases and poison you to death with their drugs to create other diseases they can sell you drugs and vaccines for. This is what they do. This is how they monetize death and disease. So this is what they did. They killed my father-in-law three months later in May of 2020. I'm listening to reports in the media when they're talking about this new epicenter of COVID in New, in New York. All of, Every single doctor, nurse, and administrator being interviewed in the news was saying, we've never seen people being treated for a respiratory virus in such a short period of time after starting treatment develop acute kidney failure. We've never seen it. I know three months earlier, a hospital protocol did the exact same thing to my father-in-law, created acute kidney failure in 24 hours. Now they were saying the same thing about these COVID patients, and I was convinced they were doing the same protocol and same drugs. So I went online to see what are they treating people with this new COVID virus thing in New York? Is it on the CDC's website? No, it wasn't. Is a protocol on the NIH's website? Yes, that's where it was. And that was where I discovered this memo by Dr. Anthony Fauci to all hospitals in America that you use this one drug called remdesivir and no other drugs for all COVID patients. Well, remdesivir has the exact same toxic effects of the protocol they used on my father-in-law after I read the research studies, only it was three times more toxic than the protocol they gave to my father-in-law. And immediately, uh, for the three of you on this show, there was something that flipped in me, and I don't know what it was. I, I'm sure it was God going, I let you witness a murder so you can go protect a whole bunch of people. Now go tell the world, because that's exactly how it felt. It was like this charge of energy for three months that I had been angry, depressed, grieving my father-in-law's death that all of a sudden got just pushed to this, you better go explain to the world what they're about to do behind closed doors and ICUs all around the world. 
So that's been the motivation the whole time. So that first it was make sure the whole world knows about this experimental drug called remdesivir. Yes, I've been called the remdesivir for the last three, the remdesivir guy for the next three and a half years. But it was very intentional. It was, these are what the studies show. These are the failed trials of this drug. It's how they killed your body and destroyed the human body. And this is what you're going to see in hospitals around the world. And that's exactly what we've seen. Since then, though, I had no idea what was coming after that. And then it was, once the whole world's attention or the majority of our movement, actually, we got the world's attention, the Associated Press, the USA Today, everybody was writing articles about what I was claiming about remdesivir around the world. We got their attention. The LA Times, a couple of months ago, all of you, you want to talk about just in this movement, you think things are being censored and they're blocking it from the mainstream media. They're not, they're not succeeding at that, by the way. I will tell you, I'm reading the LA Times a couple of weeks ago, and there is an article about two wives who are suing a hospital in LA. Has nothing to do with me or the attorneys we're using to sue hospitals around the country. This is totally unrelated. These two women are suing a, a hospital system in LA because they're husbands went into the hospital and they had given no consent verbally and in writing to remdesivir or the COVID protocols, but the husbands got it anyway and they died. So this is the reason for these lawsuits in the LA times, the journalist writes the complaint of the two wives is the use of a deadly toxic drug called remdesivir, otherwise known as, worldwide as run death is near in quotes. And I was like, oh, we did it. I mean, I made that up. I made that up for the whole world to be able to remember what the name of this new drug no one's ever seen before or heard of before. If you hear something that rhymes with run death is near, do not let them pump that into your loved one. That is remdesivir. So anyway, it's very exciting to watch that. But beyond that, even I had no idea how far the deceptions have gone to how it is they create pandemics how they utilize venom proteins of animals around the world to create spike proteins. They call spike proteins, which are really just venom proteins. All venoms are proteins. I had no idea that biological weapons labs around the world for the last at least 70 years have been synthetically manufacturing venoms all around the world and then turning them into drugs, turning them into vaccines, turning them into insecticides, turning them into cosmetics, turning them into uh, viral pandemics, if you want to call it that. Uh, I mean, if you, if you really want to just get down to it, the COVID narrative, I have to tell you for the last year and a half, I got tired of talking about it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, we need to get beyond this thing. But if we don't learn from the history of what we just experienced as a worldwide experiment on all of us, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to be protected in the next one. And you're going to be more scared, more confused for even the next one. And you will fall for their coercion, their bullying, and their fear-mongering. So what it is that's just very important to realize is the vaccine was the entire agenda. How do we get the majority of the world to sign up for a vaccine? Well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is the vaccines for COVID, not a single one of them are being designed based on the virus they're calling SARS-CoV-2. There is no SARS-CoV-2 virus in any of the vaccines. You guys know that? There's no virus code in any of these actual vaccines. Zero. The only thing they are vaccinating 5 billion people now around the world for COVID in these vaccines is a spike protein that is on the outside of a virus, supposedly. There's no SARS-CoV-2 in the Johnson & Johnson shot, Novavax, AstraZeneca. There's no virus, SARS-CoV-2 virus in the mRNA shots of Pfizer and Moderna. Each of these shots, for all of you at home, you need to understand the only thing they cared about was getting spike proteins inside of you. Spike proteins were identified in April of 2020 by geneticists. The spike proteins of SARS-CoV-2 were identified to be two neurotoxic venoms from two snakes, the king cobra and the crate snake. Well, how does this, how does not letting this narrative go prepare you and protect you in the future? Did you know that the word virus in Latin means venom? historically has always meant venom, has always been defined as venom. So now when you look at every virus in the future, bird flu, virus, polio, virus, Marburg virus, it doesn't matter. These are all going to be venom-based uh, weapons, biological weapons they have synthetically manufactured around the world. Influenza virus, these are all venoms. I just didn't know this is what they were using and utilizing. What you also don't know, all of you around the world, is how they're creating these pandemics. 
you all are being lied to and being told it's a respiratory virus. No, it isn't. It could be respiratory and you could be inhaling it, but that's not how you got COVID. COVID was never a respiratory disease. It was always a neurological disease. And this was known since April of 2020, published over and over and over that these neurotoxic venomous spike proteins cross the blood brain barrier and hit the central nervous system's brainstem to cause paralysis of your diaphragm and your heart, which creates a mammal to become hypoxic, which is why now for the first time ever, all of you were told to take a pulse oximeter and put it on your finger and measure your oxygen load. Venoms of venomous creatures do that. They paralyze their prey to death, but they didn't give you enough of it. They just gave you some of it to create a cough, fever, chills, low oxygen levels. That's what they needed to create to scare the crap out of you to sign up for their future vaccine agenda, which would allow them to inject you with more concentrated spike proteins, which are venom proteins, directly into your body to create the most harm, disease, and death. The whole agenda was the vaccines. And this is what I knew when I read this remdesivir memo from Anthony Fauci. I already knew this. How did I know it? Because history was repeating itself. Do you know how many times I saw in the 90s and early 2000s talking about swine flu, bird flu, SARS-CoV-1? Do you remember these pandemics they said that were coming that never came, but they were developing vaccines as they were uh, putting this propaganda into the media? You just need to know this is what they're always doing. They're creating fear, creating anxiety and panic to sell you a vaccine savior. So as soon as I saw what they were doing with this drug called remdesivir from May of 2020, I went into the media, hired a publicist sitting at my dining room table in the kitchen and needed to make sure everybody knew what was in those research studies about that drug because the acute kidney failure was not related to the virus. It was related to the drug they were using behind closed doors called remdesivir to cause death and harm that they could then take those numbers and then scare the crap out of you that people are dying from a virus. We need to protect all of you. Please get your vaccines. And then even more disgustingly, in my opinion, for the first time ever, you want to talk about how gullible humans are? We have had scientific and medical knowledge that there is no such thing as asymptomatic spreading. And oh my God, they convinced the whole world, the majority of people around the world, all of a sudden in less than a year, you got to listen to a narrative like this. Um, grandma and grandpa's at home. Do not hug your grandchildren. Even if they're not sick, they are super spreaders. They are asymptomatic spreaders of the virus. You make sure your grandchildren get vaccinated before you're around them. Now your grandchildren are a threat. Those people that aren't even coughing up droplets, sneezing, runny noses, spreading boogers. They're not, they're not actually transmitting anything. But for the first time ever in history, they were able to take a narrative, make something up, and then get a whole bunch of naive, gullible people to believe it. Uh, we need to let that go. Uh, we know that's not true, and that's not how infections are spread, but I will tell you how they're doing it. It's been published since 2006. They know how to do this. Every aspect of COVID-19, spreading it worldwide to make people sick. All they had to do was spread spike proteins all over the world. Spike proteins are venom-based proteins synthetically made in biological weapon labs all around the world. This is not something I made up. It is what they've been doing and what they've been publishing. And do you know that all venoms are water-soluble? All of them. Did you know they come in a lyophilized, freeze-dried, powdered form? Just like fluoride that's dropped into your water that you drink every day. Just like chlorine that's dropped into your water every day. And if you don't know this, there's a paper written in 2006 called Water and Terrorism. And it goes over every single industrialized nation's weaknesses and their water systems to create pandemics, including what biological agents can be added to the water systems to create pandemics not a joke. And it lists a table of everything from anthrax to venoms of snakes being added to our water to venoms of marine shell creatures in the ocean to be put in your water systems. And that even discloses what the chlorine levels need to be dropped to, to allow the venoms to actually be carried to people to ingest in those cities they're targeting. And then it also tells you what level of chlorine to increase it to, to make it disappear. They know how to do this. They have been doing this for decades. You just had no idea. I had no idea either. But uh, unfortunately, this is a massive, massive deceit, lie. Uh, and you might as well be ready for it. Uh, yeah, as I have. Yeah. And better it be ready. That's why the topic is, it's really an attack on humanity. And 
so when people are listening to everything that you're saying, I know people start getting scared. Okay, and then there were a number of doctors before who will say that we can never, um, there's no, uh, there's no way that we can recover from this. But one thing that I like when you say those is that you you always find something hopeful or not just uh, like not not deceiving people not no not 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 that's not the word I want but when people hear all these threats in their system like as if it's a doomsday then the other doctors will say no you cannot get rid of your spike protein there's nothing that we can do and then when I hear from Dr Brian Artis yes. There's something that we can do. That's what I wanted you to, again, share to our audience, because knowing that you were critical enough to look at research and use your intuition, that tells me that way before 2020, you have been, you know, you know the secret of really protecting yourself health-wise and your family. So is it really true that we can do something about it. Yes, this is a uh, very, very true. So for me, it was never just to go out and scare people, alarm them, make them worried or have panic and anxiety. You don't need any of that. I wasn't scared. I wasn't anxious. The thing I was most worried about was people not getting the information. <laughs> that was what I was most worried about. I was never worried about COVID or pandemics. I was never worried about the bird flu 20 years ago, SARS-CoV-1. You don't need to be scared of that stuff. You know why? It's incredible. Not only do they lie to you in the mainstream media, but if you go look in research papers, this is what this is what doctors learned. It's going into the research to determine where are pharmaceutical giants producing drugs and vaccines to address a disease or symptom. Every single drug is based on a natural component in nature that they've isolated and replicated synthetically. So if you can just go into their papers and dig far enough, you'll find what the source of their antidotes are. And it is a natural substance typically. So for example, when, when we started seeing the horrific paralytic and neurological side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines, knowing that the spike proteins that they're either injecting inside of you with the Johnson & Johnson shot here in America or with the mRNA shots, all those are our Moderna and Pfizer. We're going to inject genetic instructions inside of your body to tell your cells to make venom spike proteins. The human body isn't designed to make venom. Venom kills humans. So if we can get your body to instruct your body to make a little bit of venom every day with booster shots or every few months, they know you're going to die eventually and you won't be able to blame it on the shot. That's what they're banking on. So for me, it was, what do they know in their research? This is not a joke. If you if you guys, any of you four right now, any of us, decided to milk a king cobra's snake's venom, suck it up into a syringe and inject it into a human, do you think that person's going to live? No, they're going to die. Venom kills mammals. So I had to figure out how do they utilize venoms? How do they how do they manufacture venoms into vaccines that don't just outright kill you in just a few minutes? Because that's what the venom of these vipers does. So if you go into the patents for vaccines made from snake venom, and there's hundreds of these. Scorpion venom vaccine patents. There's snake venom uh, vaccine patents. There's all kinds of patents from venoms of creatures for viruses. When you go into their patents, you find in the patents it states, we cannot inject crude king cobra venom into a patient, so we have to detoxify the venom. Imagine my shock that they disclose this in their patents. The patents disclose, for example, king cobra venom, like the spike proteins that come from king cobras, which is what it is, that that's what SARS-CoV-2 and COVID was, they state in their king cobra patents for vaccines, the industrial standard in all pharmaceutical factories and biological weapons labs to develop those vaccines, you have to detoxify the venom first. And there's four things they use to do that. Imagine my excitement to read that their number one utilized way to detoxify the venom before injecting it inside of you is to use a small amount of hydrogen peroxide. You want to know why that was exciting? The human body makes hydrogen peroxide. And if you can just assist the cells of your body to make more hydrogen peroxide or ingest food-grade hydrogen peroxide, 
we can actually detoxify the venom they've injected inside of you called spike proteins, or they've told your body with mRNA technology how to make spike proteins. You can destroy all of them using hydrogen peroxide. This is brilliant. Every cell in the human body makes it inside of every little organelle in your cells called mitochondria. The second thing they disclose detoxifies all venoms and destroys its toxic structure is ozone. Okay, this is key. Ozone and hydrogen peroxide only provide one thing to the human body more than just things in nature. Oxygen. And did you know oxygen destroys venom? Did you know oxygen destroys E. coli bacteria that replicates venoms in your body? Did you know oxygen kills candida and yeast that replicates venom in the human body? It is a horrific bioweapon, but they have actually done two things. Synthetically manufacture venoms all around the world, and then they are actually through our water systems and our foods introducing high levels of E. coli bacteria and yeast that we ingest that actually synthetically draw in the venoms when they're exposed to them and manufacture more of it. They spit out more of the venom. This is why people who are diabetics worldwide have had the worst outcomes with COVID and the vaccines. Why? They have high blood sugar, which feeds E. coli and yeast, and they have, they have these microorganisms that when they either ingest, breathe in, or have injected inside of them venoms or viruses, if you want to call them that, doesn't matter what you call them, the body will, the yeast, sorry, the yeast and the E. coli bacteria will suck it in and then spit out more of it. This is called genetic engineering. And for this idea that there's an attack on humanity, which is the term of this, this actual conversation today, and we are being deceived. If you haven't shown your audiences this yet, if you don't think this is what they're doing, they tell you what they're doing before they do it. If you go on to any Google platform or internet search engine, type in Time Magazine's cover, January 11th, 1999. It, the whole cover tells you what they were going to do in this century to change us. In fact, that, that's what the subtitle of the actual article is. Subtitle reads, how genetic engineering will change us in the next century. Genetic engineering is, by definition, how to engineer cells and microorganisms like bacteria, fungus, and parasites to manufacture something they don't do naturally, even mammal cells. Genetic engineering is the term of how to get mammal cells in a human, E. coli, yeast, and parasites to manufacture and replicate venoms. That's what it is. In fact, if you don't know, look up the article and you will see. Its title is The Future of Medicine, How Genetic Engineering Will Change Us in the Next Century. And the whole illustration is a double helix of God's created DNA inside of you. And look at what half of the DNA strand is illustrated to convert into. It isn't human DNA. The illustration's right on the cover in 1999, Time Magazine, the future of medicine. Well, you better be warned about what the future of medicine is. The future of medicine is how to engineer your body genetically to manufacture their venom-based drugs for them. And that's why the illustration on the cover is a double helix of the DNA all the way up the magazine cover and half of the DNA strand turns into a snake. Not human, a snake. So just understand here, why, why would the pharmaceutical industry want to do this? Did you know that every high blood pressure drug right now called ACE inhibitors, do you know that ACE inhibitors that have been sold since 1981 that's 42 years ago. Do you know 22 million Americans woke up this morning and swallowed lisinopril, which is a ACE inhibitor? Do you know 100% of ACE inhibitors are made from the venom of a Jiraca viper in Brazil? A snake. You are all waking up and swallowing snake venom every morning since 1981 in the form of a dry powdered pill swallowing it into your stomach, your stomach acids, breaking it down, put, putting it into your intestines and your intestines are absorbing the neurotoxic venom into your bloodstream that paralyzes blood vessels and arteries. And when you paralyze them, they become weaker. And as they become weaker, the pressure in the arteries and veins goes down. 
just give your body a little bit of that every day. That's what they're doing with ACE inhibitors. Now, the future of medicine, like the Time magazine shows, the future of medicine is how engineering, subtitled on the cover, how genetic engineering will change us in the next century. Listen, for 42 years, the pharmaceutical industry is selling millions of Americans, millions of people worldwide, ACE inhibitor drugs made from venoms of snakes. And you're swallowing them every day. Okay, great. What would happen if they can just instruct your body to make the ACE inhibitor venom protein from the Jarakus Viper instead of having to manufacture it in a factory into a pill, paying employees, paying for machines to be made to create the pills, put it into boxes, ship it to pharmacies around the world, into hospitals, and then share commissions with pharmacists, medical doctors who prescribe it. What if they could take all that middle overhead out of the way and get your cells to manufacture their venom-based drugs for you? That's their play. That's going to be the attack on humanity that's moving forward. It is how do we change human beings to now replicate venomous drugs so that we don't have to manufacture them for them? This is a this is like a toll road taking all the workers out of the toll booths and putting in radar guns and cameras to take pictures instead of having to pay employees. This is what they're attempting to do in the future, change our genetics and just signal to us how to manufacture the drugs for us. Well, what's the problem with these venom-based drugs they've been using since 1981 for high blood pressure? And by the way, it's not just high blood pressure. Do you know 60% of all cardiovascular drugs right now for strokes, heart attacks, arrhythmias, uh, and high blood pressure? Do you know 60% of all those drugs are made from the venom of the same snake in Brazil? 60% of all the drugs for your heart come from a venomous creature whose venoms stops hearts. That's what it's designed to do. But they're selling you an idea. If you just get a little bit of it, it will reduce the symptoms you're having that are irregular, whatever they are. What's the problem with venom-based drugs? Do you know that when I started talking about remdesivir three and a half years ago, I had no idea venom was going to come up in my world ever. I had no idea. And do you know every medical doctor I've talked to, which are hundreds of them in the last three or last two years, since I dropped Watch the Water documentary, do you know how many of them have told me you can't ingest venom in your stomach acid. It will destroy it. And do you know how many of them I've had to educate and ask them? How many of you have prescribed a ACE inhibitor over the last 40 years? And they all raise their hand and say, yes. And I go, how many of you know that's made from snake venom? None of them knew it. Not a single person knew it. And I made them look it up, every medical doctor. And they would look it up. It's shocking to me they had no idea. The truth is they can't know all things. Nobody knows all things. So they're just repeating what they're being told by their pharmaceutical reps. What's the problem with these venom-based drugs? There is one massive problem. Since 1956, Dr. Stanley Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, did a study. And they were studying chicken embryos in Petri dishes as they grew in a Petri dish. And this guy decided to see what's the impact of anything in nature if I just put it next to the developing embryo chicken. And he decided for some crazy reason to next to the chicken inject king cobra venom right next to the chicken as it was growing. And in 1956, he published and discovered that there is this thing called an invisible factor of venoms that when it's exposed to this chicken in 1956, he said, when we expose a chicken's developing brain and body to venom, there's one part of their body that develops and proliferates or does faster growing of tissue than others. The brain and the brain stem and spinal cord, all neurological tissue, starts to develop tumors in the presence of venom. And he called this invisible effect of venoms to cause neurological brain tumors. He called it nerve growth factor. This guy even won a Nobel Prize 30 years later in 1986 for discovering that venom exposed to a bird. And then later, two years later, they did the same study with mammals, rats, rabbits. They could develop brain tumors in them also, just exposing them to venom. Do you know what the number one published side effect of ACE inhibitor drugs, which are made from snakes venom, called a Jiraca viper in Brazil? Do you know what their number one side effect is? ACE inhibitors? 
every single neurological brain tumor you can think of is a published side effect of ACE inhibitors. Do you want to know why? That's what happens when you ingest venom or inject venom inside of a human. And how many turbo cancers, turbo cancers, have you heard about now since the COVID-19 vaccines came out? You want to know why? That's what happens when you inject people with venoms. That's what happens. Also in 1960, Stanley Cohen decides to do another study. He wants to know what happens when I expose a mammal to snake venom? What happens to other tissues of the body? And then there was a second thing he discovered. There's also this invisible side effect of venoms exposed to mammal tissue that creates tumors, cancerous growths of the skin and all epidermal tissue. So your skin is called epidermis. You have epidermal tissue on every organ in your body surrounding your liver, kidneys, heart, you name it. He found that venom exposed to mammal tissue will create cancerous growths in all epidermal tissue, ovarian tissue, uterine tissue, intestinal tissue, uh, skin tissue. So if you want to know what the worry is about manufacturing drugs from venoms and exposing us to vaccines from venoms, you can already see it. This is feeding the cancer industry to create massive tumors, disease that they can sell chemo radiation therapies for. Now I'm going to tell you right now, here's the hope. You ready? Do you know that in the last three years, They've actually continued to use the same venoms they published. And to summarize this for everybody, if you haven't seen this, in June of 2020, a scientist named Carlo Brogna, B-R-O-G-N-A, out of Italy, conducted a study on all Italy patients around Italy in multiple cities. They PCR tested everybody, those who were positive and were sick from multiple cities. They took their blood, urine, and feces. And then in the same cities, they found those that tested negative for COVID they took those patients' blood, urine, and feces, and they ran them for animal venom proteins. They wanted to know, is there animal venoms in these people like China's researchers and the French researchers were saying was the cause of COVID? Animal venoms from snakes. So they ran their blood, urine, and feces, and they published their findings in June of 2020. They found 36 different animal venoms in COVID patients' bodies. 20 different snake venoms, 16 different marine shellfish creatures, including starfish and cone snail venoms. That's what they published. Do you know that during this pandemic, in biological weapons labs and pharmaceutical research labs and universities around the world, do you know the same listed 36 venoms found in COVID-19 patients in that study are being singularly injected into animals all over the world to see what they do in the human body, in a mammal? And they are they have published King Cobra's venom, that was one of the venoms found in the COVID patients. Cone snail venoms, when they inject that into animals, they have been able to create you for you three people on this call. Did you know they have created in animals during the pandemic? Parkinson's, exposing these animals to injected venoms. They can create Parkinson's in less than 72 hours. They also published they can create brain tumors called glioblastomas in less than 72 hours. And do you know that's the number one published brain cancer right now worldwide? Even before the shots came out and now after, even in young people, glioblastomas, people are dying of. All right, so they can create these things and they can also create type 1 diabetes in 72 hours or less. And they can create viral myocarditis in animals in 72 hours. The reason why I bring this up is in these studies, all four of these conditions, and I'll ask you guys, how many of those conditions are reversible, supposedly, per the medical profession? Can you reverse Parkinson's per the medical profession? No. Can you reverse type 1 diabetes? No, they tell you you can't. Can you reverse brain tumor growth in the brain called glioblastomas? Can you reverse it? No. You have to cut it out or do radiation. You can't reverse it. And then what about myocarditis? That has a 70% death rate in five years. They don't say you can reverse that either. All right, so you've got four irreversible mammal diseases that they are creating simply by injecting the same venoms Carlo Brogna published was in all COVID patients early on during the pandemic. During this pandemic, they are researching what is the effects of these venoms we call COVID in mammals so that they can design drugs to treat you in the future. This is what they're doing. They're just experimenting on us. All right, so 
in every one of these published studies, you three, can you guess what the antidote was? Every single one of these research studies that are all different studies, different researchers, they all use just one thing to reverse, this is not a joke, to reverse Parkinson's, type 1 diabetes, brain tumors, and glioblastomas in 72 hours. They can create them in 72 hours by injecting you with venom, and then they know how to reverse it in 72 hours when they give you something else. Can any of you guess what that antidote is? Is it still the hydrogen peroxide? Nope, but good guess. Hmm, let's see. What would be an antidote to venoms? The Vitamin venom D3. Very good guess, but nope. You're doing great. These are all great answers. And these are all things you've mentioned so far that I do recommend to people to do on a weekly basis. It's an like, herb. I can't remember an herb. It's a plant. It's actually a nutrient found in plants. You are right. Because what happens is I can't remember the name, but it helps when you when you ingest this nutrient from that plant, it helps it go into it's kind of like it helps our nerves and since this venom also attacks our nerves so then that's the counter that's the well, antidote it is the antidote and so i may i may go ahead and explain this to you know do you know that last month the nih published in may of 2023 they published a study titled sars-cov-2's ectodomain of the spike protein so the outside of the spike protein targets alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. So they published that, oh, and in the very first paragraph, the NIH says that the spike protein of COVID is identical to snake venom neurotoxins. That's what they published. This ain't something I made up. They know that's what they're using. So they publish it in there. So I want you to know, they say that it targets, these snake venom neurotoxins target alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptors from the name of the receptor can you guess what the antidote is nicotine it is nicotine in every one of these studies they inject the animals with nicotine and reverse the glioblastoma tumor in the brain type 1 diabetes parkinson's and viral myocarditis in less than 72 hours and they publish it every time and they give you their, your doses and do you know in January of 2023, this is where all the hope comes in. You ready? They published a study in a high-level Navy admiral of 37 years, currently still active, sent me an article by text two weeks ago and said, you have got to see this. The government tried to bury it. You might as well have it. January 2023, there's a published study of four case studies of people living with long-hauler COVID symptoms for the last two years. So these included loss of taste and smell for over a year, uh, tinnitus ringing in their ears, dizziness, headaches, myocarditis, and arrhythmias of the heart. And these four cases in this published study, there was a study done with these four extreme cases. They used one thing for six days only. They treated these patients for six days with one thing. And they wanted to see would it reverse and how much of it would it reverse all of the long hauler COVID symptoms created by these neurological venom spike proteins they call COVID. Six days, all that they gave them was a seven milligram nicotine patch to wear for six days. And then after six days, they were told to stop it. And then they did a follow-up six months later to find out how much of their symptoms are still gone. Well, after six days. 90% of all their symptoms by day three and four of using a nicotine patch were all gone. Just one nicotine patch, all gone. By day 14, so they stopped using the nicotine patch on day six. By day 14, so six or what is that? Eight, uh, six days later, eight days later, they discovered every single symptom had disappeared completely, all of them. After six months of a follow-up without ever doing another nicotine product, all symptoms had still never returned. Do you want know what's credible about that? How many of you have heard one medical doctor reference this study to anybody worldwide besides me? And the truth is, 
I don't give a crap what you think about nicotine. They are studying nicotine worldwide. Nicotine as an antidote to all of these venom-based side effects that create disease and destruction and death. They are figuring out how to do it. And they've, they've known this was the antidote all along. And if you haven't figured this out, what, have the, what, did, the, what did Joe Biden's administration say last week that they were going to do with all tobacco industry manufacturers in America for the first time ever? Did you read this? Did you hear about it? Joe Biden announced his administration is going to be the very first to restrict and limit how much nicotine is allowed in tobacco products for American citizens. Did you hear? that they banned Juul e-cig cigarette sales that just manufactures nicotine-strict cartridges. They've banned those for sale in, in the United States. Did you see England, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, and America all at once, two months after my Watch the Water documentary dropped? Did you see they all announced health initiatives for their citizens that they were going to create a tobacco-free country by the year 2030? Do you want to know why? It's all a setup. They have realized somebody, thank God, not just me, figured out the nicotine was the antidote. But oh my God, a whole there weren't very many people talking about it in the medical fields, but there was enough of it being projected around the world for things like in the Watch the Water documentary series, the Covenom 19 series, where we were able to get this information out. We are saving the lives, restoring the lives of people worldwide. And before any of you start wondering, has Dr. Artis lost his mind? Nicotine is addictive and toxic and deadly. You know, the title of this show at the bottom is called You Are Being Deceived. Do you know all of you have been lied to about nicotine for the last 50 years? Do you know that nicotine is not addictive? I mean, do you know that? Did you know that Harvard in 2015 conducted a study, an animal study to find out just how addictive is nicotine? Because they were curious compared to other things like cocaine, sugar and other stuff. You know that in that animal study, they couldn't get a single animal to be addicted to nicotine. So Harvard decided to do a FOIA request of the tobacco giants in our country and wanted all from the 1970s and 80s is what they received. In the 70s, they figured out, it's not a joke, they figured out in the papers that tobacco industries had private meetings and found that nicotine was not addictive enough for people to keep buying their cigarettes. So they actually hired chemists to add chemicals to the tobacco plant and nicotine to make it addictive. And they found out in the 70s what's the greatest, most addictive chemical to add to nicotine and tobacco plants to finally make their product addictive. And it was a drug, a chemical called pyrazines. And so Harvard published that in 2015 that nicotine's not addictive. Pyrazines make it addictive. Also, it's, uh, I've discovered recently, I didn't know this, but the FDA has actually approved 600 chemicals for the tobacco industry to add to their tobacco products. And did you guys know here on this, did you know that nicotine is not only in tobacco? If I asked any of you, I don't know if you guys uh, believe in God or creator or anything. Like that, but, tomato, tomato, but, and, uh, and, you know, yeah. Nicotine in tomatoes, potatoes, celery, cauliflower, eggplant, every nightshade vegetable has it. Green tomatoes have 10 times more nicotine than red tomatoes. So nicotine is also in our vegetables. Well, how many of you knew that? And then the next question should be, why would God put that in there? <laughs> why would God put nicotine in our veggies? And then why would he put nicotine receptors in every cell of our body? I did not know this. Every cell of our body, including our immune cells, like our antibodies, our T cells that help fight infections and, and ward off cancers, they're all lined with nicotine receptors and nicotine turns them on to make them function. You turn on the receptor cell and then the cell knows how to function. Venoms are antagonistic and shut off the nicotine receptor and then the cell stops working. This is what they're doing. They're manipulating our physiology with venoms, unfortunately. Thank you so much. You, your work has been very helpful to my family in the Philippines and to a lot of Filipinos because my, my sister is very active in sharing it. And I also met someone from Switzerland and he always tells me on how many times he used that uh, formula of yours for the mouth. So when he attended a big, big, um, I think almost, almost a thousand um audience and a conference for his work he said grace i never got sick all i keep 
doing is that hydrogen peroxide. So thank awesome. you for everything. I'll awesome. pass it on to Roy. That's awesome. So I do want people to know too, in the shots, in the development of the shots for COVID, there's actually a substance that the creators and researchers who designed the shots use. It's called snake venom phosphodiesterase. Most of the world just doesn't know this. Uh, they use snake venom in vaccine and gene therapy, all gene therapies. They use venoms to cut open your cells and expose your DNA and RNA. They know that venoms destroy genetic material. So they're trying to profess to you. We know how to manipulate change your genetics by cutting your RNA and DNA into pieces and inserting a new genetic instruction or new gene in its place. They use snake venom phosphodiesterase to do it. The, the creators of the COVID-19 mRNA shots, Pfizer and Moderna, their name is Drew Wiseman and Catalin Carrico. They work at the University of Pennsylvania. That is published snake venom phosphodiesterase, which is sold to these genetic vaccine manufacturers all around the world to make it. It's in every one of these shots. They disclose that there's four nutrients that destroy snake venom phosphodiesterase in a mammal. It's in their documents. It's glutathione, NAC, vitamin C, and EDTA, those four things. In fact, the number one published things for snake venom phosphodiesterase that's in these shots, it's EDTA, a heavy metal chelator, is a complete inhibitor and blocker of the venoms. So as we have educated people on how to release venoms using nicotine agents like patches and gums, you release the venoms, you need EDTA and hydrogen peroxide to destroy the venoms, and then you need a binder to the pieces of the spike proteins that are venom proteins. You need something to bind to their edges so your body can digest them out without symptoms or pee them out or sweat them out. That's how your body detoxes. And there's two things we recommend most often that works the best. Apple pectin powder and bentonite clay. Apple pectin powder. I can give, you, give your audiences some hope here. But when you're looking at things like nicotine, I recommend two milligram gum if you're going to do it. I prefer the patches, which is what I wear every day. I Remember, I mentioned what the study was for long hauler COVID patients. Y'all should try the seven milligram patches for six days and then stop or just continue doing it. I wear a two to three milligram patch size every day to prevent all future variants and viruses they're going to try to release on us in the world. They all target nicotine receptors. So I buy a 14 milligram patch and I cut it into six equal pieces and I wear one every day, every day. And I will forever, ever and ever and ever and ever and ever forever. They have lied to all of you. Viruses they tell you are seasonal, like the flu and coronaviruses. I did not know this. They know this. They only target nicotine receptors. I had no idea that they knew this, but they lied to everybody and said they target ACE2 receptors. No, they don't. They target nicotine receptors and they know it. They're trying to deceive you. So nicotine patches to prevent and release the venoms. EDTA is 1,000 milligrams a day. Hydrogen peroxide should be food grade. 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide, three to 10 drops in distilled water, six to eight ounces. Drink it once a day. I would say three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You drink it an hour before anything else in the morning, every day. So 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide in six to eight ounces of distilled water, reverse osmosis filtered water if you can do it. But drink that three to 10 drops once a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, EDTA should be every day. Those break up and destroy the spike proteins and prevent them from causing disease and harm. And then this, the third step is to bind something to the destroyed proteins. Hydrogen peroxide and EDTA, break it up into pieces. Then you need apple pectin powder at 1,500 milligrams or bentonite clay, food-grade version. You take the clay, eighth of a teaspoon, mix it in six to eight ounces of water. Distilled water is best. And then drink it and do that every day. We are seeing miraculous results by people who've been told they never walk again, never work again, when we've used these three basic steps to restore their health. All of this is found in the research and patents of venom-based drug manufacturing and vaccine manufacturing. And it has, it has paid massive dividends when we've actually shared this information with people around the world. Nothing has created more relief from long-hauler COVID symptoms than the nicotine rep recommendations. Uh, but that is why smokers were the least, can you believe it, three and a half years later, almost four years later, smokers are less than 2% of all the people that were ever hospitalized for COVID. 
Isn't that incredible? This was a respiratory virus, supposedly. It wasn't, but they told you it was, and they expected 95% before the pandemic really got ramped up. They actually published 95% of all hospitalized COVID patients worldwide they expected would be smokers. And they have been shocked ever since that it's been less than 2% the whole time. So this is why the protective nature of nicotine for those people who are smokers, this is why it worked. And then shockingly, this is just, this is incredible to me. This should be enough warning, education, and inspiration for the future uh, because they're going to continue to deceive you. They have, a, they have a goal and an agenda here. But uh, I just want you to know that the, the nicotine is a huge plus, and I've heard nothing but great responses worldwide. It's been very rewarding that this one simple antidote, nicotine, was always the antidote. Uh, I cannot tell you. I've had people report to me, even medical doctors, that they were diagnosed 100% deaf as a result of the neurological effects of COVID, told they would never hear again, whose hearing was completely restored in 30 minutes of chewing one two-milligram nicotine gum. These kind of reports are phenomenal and very exciting. But then it, it starts to explain for you worldwide why all the industrialized nations that are controlling the WHO and the UN and us, why it is they're so intent on reducing the supply chain to the citizens of their countries of nicotine agents. I mean, could you imagine creating a biological weapon for over 20 years, releasing it? only to realize smokers were never affected. I mean, now you got to figure out how to handle that for the next one, right? How are you going to, how are you going to handle that? Cause they didn't die. And we tried to convince everybody they were going to die. Well, they didn't die. Nope. We did a great job of keeping people out of hospitals, protecting them from the protocols and then giving them the information they needed, like glutathione, vitamin D, you mentioned hydrogen peroxide, vitamin C, zinc. I mean, it's been phenomenal to watch. So, so with the nicotine patches, cause everything is infiltrated and like they don't have to list all the ingredients. How do we know that there's not other toxins in that that may, may, might be doing some damage to us? For which one? And I'm really sorry if my, For, if my laptop and, and, dies, it's at 1% and, right now. I hope it doesn't die. A, a nicotine patch. Like how do we know that there's not some toxins in them oh, like in the cigarettes? Great. Oh, thank you for asking. All right. So there is a brand called Rugby. You can buy it on Amazon. That is the most clean chemically. We can't find any negative chemicals in it. It's called Rugby. They make gums and patches. The second best brand is called Lucy. And just so you know, we are developing products that are going to include organic tobacco leaf as plant extracts that'll have all the synergistic components in them. None of those toxic chemicals. We're developing those right now and should have those ready in the next three months for audiences worldwide. So like we've talked question. about, uh, like Grace at the start, the symbolism, and we're talking about the snakes of venom like the medical industry was infiltrated over a hundred years ago. And what I've noticed is that on the ambulances, on the hospital, on the pharmacy, on the veterinaries, they all have the snake. Yep. It's all based on the cult of Asclepius, which is an old Greek God who, whose cult worshiped snakes. That is what it is. So uh, I would avoid the serpents. Beware of the serpents. They're showing you who they idolize. They're showing you what it is that they're focusing on. Uh, I would avoid the serpents, you know, in the garden of Eden, God said, I'm going to put enmity between the seed of the woman, the woman and the seed of the serpent. Uh, okay. Why are we injecting the serpent's genetics into us? And why are we allowing that to happen? That's what they're doing. In fact, for those of you that don't know, have you heard of CRISPR technology? CRISPR technology is the ability to delete our genes that we inherited from our parents and insert a new gene to protect you supposedly from developing heart disease, cancers, or things you might have inherited. Do you know that CRISPR technology, CRISP, C-R-I-S-P, stands for cysteine-rich secretory proteins? And do you know what those are? They're cysteine-rich snake venom proteins. CRISPs are snake venom genetics by definition and by name, cysteine-rich snake proteins. They are injecting, and we're spending billions of dollars investigating and developing a product that we're going to sell humans that we can delete your God-given human genes and insert the serpent's genes in its place. That is CRISPR technology. That is mRNA technology. It's all about converting our genetics to mimic more of what serpents create, which is venom. It's the only thing we don't make that they make. And it's pretty evil, in my opinion. When In the Watch the Water documentary, I said, 
uh, this is way more evil than you guys realize. And when you look at that Time magazine cover, you realize this is the future of pharmacia. It is to destroy us physically inside using venoms. With um, the World Health Organization, apparently 80 countries now with this digital pass have, <laughs> looks like his power's gone now. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, but he did mention that his battery was nearly gone. So, um... okay. So we are. We try to wait, or shall we? Shall we close? Grace, you you are muted. Sorry, I said it may. I still like to uh, to hear your question, Roy, because people may have the same question, and it's something that. People can start uh, searching the answer, if not now, in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, it was basically like that the World Health Organization bringing in these digital passports, apparently 80 countries. But if you look at North Korea, he's after getting, I don't know, like nine different people going in, the leader of uh, North Korea. So everything connected with the World Health Organization, like anything Bill Gates touches, evil. And if you look at who's running it, and that's what I was going to ask Brian about, because I think uh, it's fairly well. And I'm shocked that most people don't know about this digital passport. It's just something that's come in and, you know, you don't have a choice. Yeah. But I, guess from, uh, but I guess from everything that he has shared to us, and Hartmut, may, you may want to put in your thoughts on what he's been he has shared to us, that, you know, there's really so much that's going on. And so, you know, we cannot just get comfortable and trust. We we have to start questioning and be, be cautious or suspecting things. And one thing is that whenever they start um, censoring or cutting something, like, you know, if they said, okay, finally, after many years, they just want to say, okay, they're going to change their their policy on tobacco it's like there's always something why they do that right so what's your thoughts on that Hartman? i think it's brilliant because um it's brilliant that we can manage this situation with nicotine and um we have to dig deeper in this we have to we have to show we have to uh uh yeah we have to try it we have to spread this really worldwide and i, I can only Ask the audience to spread this uh, this podcast so that the people can understand and can try whether the um, whether this nicotine patches work or not. And this uh, because I know several people who have long COVID, but and it, if, it's, yeah. if this works, it's but amazing. It is really true, Hartmut and Roy. It is true when if. If the doctors or any of us go deeper in reading things, the answer is there and the answers. It's just like when when I started um, go, attending like a nutraceutical uh, conferences and then they tell us like this is the, the name of the supplement is the formula. I like to look into all the little ingredients so that when I don't want to depend so much on the supplement, I want to depend on it being a still food you know and that's what he that's that's how he researched it he it is the answer is there so if we dig deeper so he's he's such a good researcher i believe here and remember remember how the, na the native americans and the indigenous people use tobacco for their rituals they know something they may not just keep saying it or it's for you know, uh, the health, etc. But they even go beyond the use of the plant. They go in, into the spiritual growth or, or, you know, just they know something about it. And, and how, what do you know about those who smoke tobacco in the pipes? And if they use, and they will tell us that there is, it's healthy. They, they're not like, they don't have any problem. What I've, what I am personally, what is really funny in in my case is, 
that after, I don't know, 20 years during the pandemic, I started to smoke cigars again. <laughs> this is really nice. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, this is, I think, this is a very, this is a very, uh, very complete new information, which I haven't heard so far. And we have to, uh, we have to uh, make the research on this and we have to experience it. We should experience it. That's my opinion. It's uh, why not? Yeah, everyone can do it by himself if he wants to. No guarantee. Okay. So I think he doesn't come back, Grace. Yeah, we'll and, sign uh, off. But I guess the last message I want to share to the audience is that because so many of us who were not scared is because we knew something about natural health. So if people who didn't know that before, now is the time to keep studying so that when things happen, then you won't be scared. So that's basically keep doing your studies, okay? And we appreciate you and everything that all of you are doing to help us, you know, educate uh, everyone else, right? And thank you. And for to Dr. Brian Artis, we thank you. Or, and to Hartmut, to Roy, and all everyone else. So we will upload it again in many other platforms. And you keep, re I cannot even catch up typing what I wanted to share. So just listen. I already sent my to my family to make sure they listen carefully and do everything. So take care and have a good day to everyone. Thank you and goodbye.